Blog Talk Radio. Then writing in my book of rhymes, all the words past the margin. The whole of mic, I'm throbbing. Mechanical movement, understandable smooth shit that murderers move with. The thief theme, the play me at night, they won't act right. The fiend of hip hop has got me stuck like a crack pipe. The mind activation, react like I'm facing time, like Pappy Mason with pins I'm embracing. Wipe the sweat off my dome, spit the phlegm on the street. Sway Tim's on my feet, make my cipher complete. Weather cruising in a six cab, I'm on tarot deep, I can't call it. The beats make me fall in a Sleep, I keep falling, but never falling six feet deep. I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say I'm out for dead presidents to represent me. The world is yours. The world is yours. The world is yours. The world is yours. What's up, what's up, y'all? Good afternoon, all that good stuff. Hope you all have enjoyed the uh, NFL playoffs and the college football playoffs as well. Um, this is your man, Scott Burks, coming at you. I'm the uh, creator of the sports blog, The Clown Times. And you, you can be able to find me on web by doing the following. Just do, um, just a little type in the URL window, www.theclowntimes.net. And, uh, and by the way, that's the clowns with a K, by the way. And you can find me on Facebook. I can afford everything. Just uh, do a search for the Clown Times, and we'll come up, and um, we'll be able to find us there. Uh, right now, um, we'll be discussing the 2015 NFL playoffs and college football playoffs as well. Um, actually, that's probably one reason why. That's actually the main reason why I was, I've been quiet all this time. So we're going to get to start right now. We'll be joined eventually by Dwayne Nash, I know him from the yard slash HBCU Sports, uh, and also from the other compadre, uh, which is who is on the line right now. So I'll just introduce him right quick. Um, he's my man, Chris Lupe. He's also the uh, resident Chicago Bears fan slash Dallas Cowboys foremonger. And I don't know how he's feeling right now, but the Cowboys are doing so well. At any rate, let's just welcome him. And also the Wayne's on the line too as well. So brothers, Welcome. Once again, it's been a while. Happy New Scott. Year. Merry New What's Year. Up? What's up? Merry New Year to you, <laughs> Negroes. All right. <laughs> okay. So let's get this crap started, shall we? Um, so, like I said, I've been laying low the past three weeks because I've been so, so preoccupied with the 2015 NFL playoffs and, well, the Walker weekend and the, um, the bowl weekend that was college football. Well, mm-hmm. as well, uh, from the New Year's Day 6, um, if you will, lots of things going on with those. But let's just start with the NFL playoffs if that's already started. Um, so let's just get started. So basically, with the first round, the wild card round under wraps, uh, I, you know, what what are your biggest takeaways? My Like, my biggest takeaways, I'll start right quick. The biggest takeaway was that I think Baltimore – and I said that the Baltimore Steelers 
winner of that game was going to make some serious noise in the AFC because I think both teams were fully healthy are very, very, very stacked and could be very, very scary from the first for the top two seeds. Uh, that would be New England and Denver. And since Baltimore has unfortunately beat my team in the first round, which I kind of saw coming without Le'Veon Bell, um, I think that I think that New England is scared. I think they're shaking in the boots because Baltimore has pretty much owned them the past few years in the playoffs. Uh, save that one game where they where Lee Evans blew that touchdown pass, two touchdown catch I should say, and that Billy Cundiff kid missed the chip shot field goal was at the game in the overtime. And, and if they did go into overtime, I always said that Baltimore would have won that game. So let's just, Chris, you got on first and remember the number. Uh, <laughs> let's just start with you. Which, like, who, like, what's your biggest takeaway from the weekend? Um, I get to, on any on any game I can talk about, uh, just the biggest, the big, the biggest takeaway of the weekend. Like, what's, what was the biggest thing that jumped out to you? Okay, um, the biggest thing that jumped out to me uh, is that it looked like the Cowboys are for real. Uh, that's a, that was the biggest <laughs> thing. I, I happened to be at the game. I happened to um, uh, be in attendance at wow. the games. I got to see it up close and personal. And okay. there was a point in time when. Uh, the Cowboys were trailing fourteen to nothing. That right. the whole stadium was quiet because everyone thought that, oh, here we go again, you know, same old Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But to actually be there, not listening to uh, the talking heads talk about the game, but to see that they didn't quit, they stuck to the game plan. You know, they kind of just just kind of beat the Lions down until. They got them right where they want them, and then they they won the game. They didn't quit. That was a big takeaway for me. I mean, I, I kind of – the Ravens and Steelers game, if I had made a prediction, that's what I would have picked because for whatever reason, the Ravens seem to want to play towards the end of the year. I mean, they looked bad earlier. Right. But all of a sudden, towards the end of the year, you know, they looked they wanted to play. I think that's probably good coaching. But I would have to say that was my biggest takeaway from the weekend. Mm. Well, you know, just to think about what you said about the cowgals, um, I'll say this. That I think, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, and I hope this is not true, I think this may be a special year for Dallas. I think that, you know, if you look at what's ahead of them, mm-hmm. how they match up, I mean, the playoffs is all about matchups, fellas. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Dallas is 8-0 on the road for a reason. For some reason, it's, it's a, they, that's the us-against-the-world mentality. They've been counting out all season. They're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Even their fans, some of their fans, <laughs> waiting for the other shoe to drop. I think that there was a lot of pressure when the Lions went up 14 or nothing on Sunday. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, when the Cowboys made a run, albeit by a few, uh, shall I say, this unfortunate cause that went against the Lions, which we'll get into uh, in a little bit. Um, you know, that's just the way that is. So um, I just think that Green Bay is going to be in a hell of a game with Dallas. I think Dallas will come in with no fear. I think that, you know, eventually, you know, that should be probably the best game of the whole weekend, to be honest with you, counting both conferences. And 
I hate to say it, fellas, but I wouldn't be shocked if Dallas came away with the win. I really wouldn't. Uh, but but uh, but at any rate, uh, Dwayne, I know you are the fellow Dallas hater like yours truly, more so because oh. you're a Redskins fan. Oh, but uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, but aside from that whole show that we saw uh, <laughs> against Detroit, um, what was your biggest takeaway of Walk Hall Weekend? Ironically enough, uh, I had two big takeaways, and they just happened to be from those two games. Uh, I wasn't too right. shocked by the Arizona-Carolina uh, game at all. I actually picked no. Carolina mm. to win that one. In the, uh, in the Indianapolis-Cincinnati game, with no offense for Cincinnati, and for whatever reason, people played up Cincinnati's defense to be a lot better than what they were. A lot of people don't realize that their defense, their defense was ranked 24th overall uh, this yep. year, and, and and they're not as strong as they may have perceived to have been in years past, especially, I guess, in some of the play. It, it was kind of a smoke and mirrors 24th overall ranking. So I wasn't too shocked that right. they went to Indianapolis and, and what happened happened to them. As a matter of fact, it could have been worse if T.Y. Hilton doesn't drop a lot of those passes. But right. with that said, my, my two biggest takeaways have to be I was a little shocked by the by the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. I actually picked your Steelers, Scott, to win that game, even saying That's Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> no, it, but the reason why I did that was because I was expecting uh, Ben to do what he did, which was toss the ball around a lot. And he passed for well over 300 yards. It was just the fact right. that they have five drives in the game that were stalled, five long drives of nine plays of more that were stalled out by that Baltimore defense where they either turned the ball over or forced them to punt. And I wasn't expecting right. that defense to come in and play this bend but don't break because that's not what you've seen out of the Ravens all year long. And, and the other right. thing that I, I take away, and God, I know has been talked about ad nauseum, is, of course, the fact of the four non-calls called within those four plays, the three calls within, of course, that 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 third and long, or was it a was that a was that a third or fourth and long uh, that last drive for Detroit? Was the I think that was a third down. I think it was a third down play. I think that was a third down play. Yeah. Not yeah. So there was a pass interference call not called. The holding call not called. The, the 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 helmetless player on the field not called. You know oh, they also God. say that a, a face mask wasn't called. So there are a lot of things on. The, I would I would have preferred for that pass in the first play not to be called than to have it called, and then and they march back. off the yardage on the field and then they just take right. it all the way back. That made them look right. real bad. It made them look real bad, and for yeah. for it to be said that it's because the officiating crew didn't trust one another. And it's one of those situations where in the playoffs they put together this hodgepodge crew who normally don't work together together in these situations. That's what you get. And I guarantee yeah. the the competition committee this uh, in the next couple of months are going to vote on having pass interference calls uh, put under review. Dude, that call – I watched that play. I replayed it several times, and I still don't know why pass interference was not called. I mean, seriously, I know there was contact between both players, 
I understand that the receiver did put his hands on the uh, 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 on, on on the defender, but and I know they talk about face calling, but the guy never turned. Like, how many times have you seen an NFL where if the defender does not turn around, mm-hmm. he gets called for pass interference? How many times yeah. have you seen that call made? Now, I would say this. Last year, I don't know if you guys remember this in the in the uh, this is a diff, totally different game where the uh, where the Patriots played the Panthers Monday night, and mm-hmm. when Rob Gronkowski got mugged in the end zone by Luke Kuechly, and they yes. originally threw a pass interference in the end zone, but they picked up the flag. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I mean the thing is, and I will say this: I hate the Patriots for passion, but they were robbed. That play decided the game. I mean, it would have been first and goal if there was fourth down, turnover. Well, actually, it was an interception. Excuse me. So that's what ended up happening. So all I'm asking from the NFL, and they are too damn rich, have too many damn resources to keep screwing this up, it's a big consistent. Have, well, have a set playoff crew that's worked together the entire year, they will have to be worried about what the left hand is doing if it's mm-hmm. doing something different from the right. Why don't they just exactly. have that coordinated better so that you wouldn't have stupid shit like that? Now you'd think that they would have it right as long as they've been doing it. Exactly. That's what exactly. I, and on the on the pass interference thing, how how often have we seen them throw a pass interference flag on something that wasn't pass interference and yeah. not yeah. pick it up? How many times have we seen that? Say, oh, that was a corporal call. He never touched them, but they exactly. they, they throw them flags and they hold them out there. So I, I personally, you know, I'm, I missed the Patriots game that you're talking about. Cause I personally have never seen them pick up a flag, you know, once they've thrown it on pass interference. Because it's almost right. like, you know, a, a certain touch fouls in basketball, they'll let it go, you know. Right. Or, um, cause I, so I guess the question you have to ask then is, was there another call earlier in the game made against the Cowboys that should have been for them? Because, you know, sometimes they'll go and, okay, all right, we – um. <clears throat> We let one go on this side, on this side, so we'll have to let one right. go on the other side. It so happens that this is yeah. it. Did that but you know happen? what the inter- even with that, the interesting thing is, four plays later, they give Dallas another one with the the holding call on Dominican Sue. So that's another right. one that that kind of you know I I overreacted. Who shouldn't have been playing in the game? That one. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> even with that. Out. Let's talk about a big non-call. Let's talk about a non-call. We'll we'll talk about that because I believe he didn't know who he was stepping on the first time he he stepped on him. Never mind. We'll get there. I don't think he did. And and my thing is, does he he get suspended? It it does, but does he get suspended if it's that friend or, or, or the quarterback for Arizona? Or does he get suspended if Aaron Rodgers doesn't respond the way that he responds? I don't think that he does. Oh, God. He did earlier. He got fined before. For yeah, who he was gets the offensive lineman he kicked on Thanksgiving Yeah, but it's a difference between oh, no, kicking gonna... and, and being pushed yeah. into. Because if you look at that play, the old lineman does push him back there. And if we if we want yeah. to talk about stomping, there was a play where a, a, a Dallas D lineman stomps on a on a uh, on a, an Alliance offensive lineman. That that did happen during that game. So kicking and stomping and grabbing people with the genitalia, all that kind of stuff happens in, in, in games all the time. It's just True. whether or not they want to call it and who they want to call it on. It just happens well, to be that Indominus Sue has a reputation, and that's the reason why they do it so much. 
Well, let me just use the Stephen A. Smith argument. Let me just use Stephen A. Smith argument. Okay. Now, I was now 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 he did step on he didn't come to pursue. He did step on Aaron Rodgers, I guess ankle or leg or whatever it was. But Bruce said that he met what his intention was. I mean, sure yeah. he stepped on him, but was his intention was his, was his All right. intent to step on him okay. and, and squeeze his, the life out of his leg, or was it just to you know just let him know that he's there? He stood on his The first time, the first time he walked backwards, he knew there was a person. Yeah. First of all, he knew who was on the ground because he was he helped to put him down there. Number two, right. when he walked back the first time, he made contact. So he knew, oh, I'm stepping on Aaron Rodgers because I'm, I helped put him down there. The third thing he did was when he put his whole entire weight on Aaron Rodgers' leg, that was his intent right there. That mm-hmm. was it right there, to step on the ankle, put his whole 300 and whatever pound it was to let him know I'm here, but to hurt him. So that dude knew what he was doing. <laughs> but my whole thing is, and, and I, I don't, I don't want to beleaguer this point, the last word, because right. we, can, we, can dis- we can discuss this all night. Plus, I still got one more thing I want to call out, because I do want to agree with Scott on something that he did say about the Dallas-Detroit game. I mean, had this yes, been sir. anybody else other than Dominican Sue, does he get suspended? Probably. Probably. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. Who else is doing stuff like that? Yeah, a lot of guys well, doing stuff like that. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Be it as it may, we disagree. But no, I do. I do have one more point though about the Dallas game. I I, I don't want to drag this out. And this isn't a no, negative okay, thing about Dallas. This is actually a positive thing. I believe. Mm-hmm. Like Scott said, that's Scott. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Chris. Right, mm-hmm. Steve. Chris, I'm throwing names. Chris, sorry, Chris. Chris. Sorry, Chris. That's okay. <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> I do apologize, Chris. Oh, um, you got a thousand to mine. <laughs> I do. I really do, and it's, 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 it, it hurts me to my core to talk positively about this team, and I've done so over the past couple of weeks. I really don't know what to do, but. <laughs> They did do something that, that had they played a bunch of other teams in the playoffs with the exception of maybe Carolina and Arizona that I don't see them going, which is coming back from behind. As a matter of fact, this is the first time they've done so in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Down double digits to come back and win. And I, mm-hmm. I thought that right. that was rather impressive. But the fact that Detroit's offense isn't what a lot of people also expect them to be like they were a couple of years ago where they've been this air and out monster – they only average uh, 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 was uh, uh, Matt Stafford only averages about two twenty uh, uh, a game in terms of passing. He's he's nowhere near what he used to be, uh, and, uh, and I'm guessing it's because of the, the conservative play calling through uh, Duke Caldwell as of this year. I'm completely shocked that 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 they didn't attack him more than what, what they should have with them up as big as they were. Yeah, let's see what they do next year. I mean, because I agree with that. I mean, they there's no mm-hmm. excuse for them to be playing conservatively. And, right. you know, um, do we get to see changes in office and coordinator? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they, I don't know. Um, they didn't throw the ball to Megatron that much. All right? Not yeah. at all. I mean, okay. Right. But, I remember him catching one, you know, good ball. But, I mean, I don't think that, I mean, they've got weapons. 
They've got a, yeah. a relatively young quarterback. Use them. I mean, that's what they're there for. <laughs> well, I'll Use say them. this. I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, and that's why, leading into this next point, I like that segue, by the way, leading to this next point that, Sure, the Lions got jobbed on those two calls, you know, the holding on or the non-holding call on the guys that, uh, on the dumb suit and the non-pass interference and non-defensive holding call that came from Dallas in the game. And mind you, that Bryant running onto the field by the helmet that should have been 15 yards that just was and then point blank range from the referee that did not yeah. get called for whatever reason. However, of course, in this shift. Um, <laughs> The Lions had ample opportunity to win yes. this game. Yeah. They were up fourteen to nothing. They were up fourteen to nothing. Should have, yeah. they, they had the opportunity to put the proverbial nail in the coffin. But yeah. to your point, Chris, they were conservative. They did not mm-hmm. attack. They they let Dallas back in the game. Yep. And you know that that I mean that's on them. That's yep. on Detroit. I, I mean, mean you sit like there I said, and, and, the calls didn't help at the end. But they shouldn't have to come down to the calls at the end. They should have put those no. boys away early. Yeah, and the thing is, here's something else. They were running the ball successfully early in the game. Okay. Yes, they were. They were. I mean, with, between with Bell and especially um, um, what's the, the former Heisman, they were killing them first and second yeah, quarter yeah. with that. Okay. Why would you go away from that? I mean, they they had the Cowboys where they wanted them in the first half. They had the game won. Seriously, right? So I thought they were going to run What away happened with, with that? I I did too. I thought they were going to run I, honestly, so did eighty thousand people who was who were around me. Thought that <laughs> the game was over when it was fourteen. And then um uh um the field goal kicker misses the uh, uh he misses the field goal, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I happened to look over at the Fox broadcast and they said that he was one, had the one of the highest percentages in history. Okay, mm-hmm. so that they 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 um they jinxed him. But I mean that was that was a momentum for the Lions, you know, when he missed that field goal. That was a gimme that he missed. All right. Right. They had everything going for him. So non calls or whatever, they had the game. They lost it. I mean, yeah, the, uh, the Cowboys did. played well, but they had everything. They had the game in their hands, you know. And plus, they played the, the right the Cowboys team to do that. Huh? They played the right team to do that because of the fact that they they I don't know why they play so conservatively. I've seen them in situations earlier earlier this year where they've been down and and, and play strong and you're on the road. Why play conservative? Beat them. Play the play them. Yep. It's a playoff. Play play out loud. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Dude, because if you look at it, Detroit was up seventeen to seven, right? And the final score yep. was what was it, twenty four to twenty? They were all scored. Yeah, twenty four to twenty. Seventeen to three, the rest of the way. That's 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 an that's, that's an excuse. When you were up, that's like they were up twenty to seven. Digits. Oh, they were. One. They were up twenty to seven at one point. Yeah, they were. Okay. They, okay, they, my fault. They were I no know that was that makes it even worse. That makes yeah. it even worse. Yeah. <laughs> they were all scored seventeen to nothing the rest of the way. That's even worse. And you know what? Oh, else? I don't know if you guys noticed, but they they actually held Demarco to seventy eight yards. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, he, he didn't start playing until I mean the Cowboys didn't start playing until the second half. Yeah. You know it right. was the tail of two halves, and again the Lions had everything they needed, and they gave it away. 
Yeah. And that's me sitting my yeah. ass in the seat with everyone else watching. <laughs> <laughs> I know you wanted to throw up, Chris. I know you wanted to just 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 stick the fingers down your throat and just spew everywhere. I mean. That well, because I was there, yeah. I mean, if I had been at home, I wouldn't have cared as much. But since I was there, I <laughs> better find a way to win. Oh. <laughs> well, and I have one more thing about this game, guys, before we, we, we move on. One more thing about the game. Now, after yeah. after Detroit got holes in that non-passing affairs called a non-personal foul penalty on Des Bryant, they yeah. had a fourth and one, okay? They had a fourth oh, and yeah. one. On the other side of the field, on Dallas's maybe 44, 46 yard line, I forget where exactly. But Jim Caldwell decided, again, you're playing to win. You play to win the game, that's the great hurt. Playing to win the game, say. yes. And he put the damn ball. I could not believe it. I Anyway, don't, I, anyway, I'm already upset. I'm even more upset. So let me just move on to do something that's unchristian like. And and uh, <laughs> just, just take things I regret. Okay, so so given that Dallas won, given that the Panthers won that snooze fest against Arizona, seventy four was it seventy six total yards that Arizona Cardinals had? Unbelievable. Yes, sir. And and they lost twenty during that last play. The same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was still in the game. Unbelievably, but 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 anyway, the Ravens beat my Steelers, and of course the Colts. Beat the Bengals before the Bengals get yet another loss in the playoffs. So, so where does leave this coming weekend for the divisional round? What 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 do you see happening as far as who wins and who goes there and who moves on to the to the conference title game? Okay, you go ahead and start, Dwayne. All right. Um, yes, let me go ahead and I'm gonna go around the horn extremely quick. Uh, yes, sir. You know everybody knows about the offenses be, uh, between. Uh, the Colts and the Broncos, we all know that they're both good. They're both top five offenses. I just want to see exactly which defense breaks first. Uh, yes. Denver's defense is also top ten, top five, actually. I, I, I don't think that they'll falter at, at, at the crib. Uh, and, and I'm hoping, you know, everyone's been complaining about uh, Peyton Manning and his age as of recently. Uh, they'll probably end up giving CJ the, the Rock uh, a comfortable amount of times. And I, I think that they go ahead and they run away with it. Uh, I understand that Baltimore has recent uh, victories over over New England in the playoffs. Actually, they're two and one over the mm-hmm. Patriots at home. But right. I, I think the last time that they played, they were Sands Gronk, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You throw Gronk at this yes, to the equation. Yeah, because Gronk got hurt that, in the first half. Yeah, he got yeah, hurt so in the first I, half. Exactly. I remember now. Um, I, I think. It actually stretches this Baltimore defense. They can't give uh, 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 Tom Brady 330 yards passing the same way that they did, uh, excuse me, that they did Ben just last week. I don't, I don't, I don't think that they're able to do that on the road again and, and, and win. So I'm, I'm taking the Patriots to win that one. Um, the, the the Panthers are going to go up to. Uh, to Seattle and get murdered. I feel bad for them. I feel bad for that franchise and that fan base right now. I'm actually uh, saying all kind of prayers oh, for them right now. I'm, 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 you know, going to the Lord for for them and their behalf. It's, it's going to be at least 20 points. Um, I understand 
Because this game, is, and that's another thing, too, because this is going to be another, depending upon what you like in football, another boring game. There's not going to be a lot of air, airing the ball out because that's not what these teams do. There's right. going to be a lot of running and defense, but it just mm-hmm. happens to be that Seattle's going to do a lot more running and playing a lot better defense. So I'm, I'm looking for the Seahawks to win and win big. Um, this final game, that is, if I remember correctly, uh, I'm getting old. Oh, yeah, it's Dallas and Green Bay. How did I forget that? There That's what everybody's waiting for, for multiple reasons, because everyone wants to see <laughs> these two franchises. They're probably the best two. They're two of the best four franchise or teams left right now, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And everybody wants to see this game. Popularity-wise. Popularity-wise as well. Uh, the last time that two undefeated teams have played each other, well, undefeated home and undefeated mm. on the road teams that played each other was 1972 when the Steelers faced the the, the Miami Dolphins, and we all know who won that game. Exactly. Uh, unfortunately, for, for the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But um, the one thing Dallas can't do in this game that they did against Detroit is fall behind. The Packers averaged 40 points at the crib. Damn. 40. Now, everyone likes to talk yeah. about the the, the, the the frozen tundra and the mystique that's there, but they're 1-2 at the crib. Everybody doesn't really remember, but that run that they went on when they went to the Super Bowl, they won those games on the road. So people aren't really yeah. afraid to go into to, to, to Green Bay and, and, and beat them. As a matter of fact, if I remember correctly, they are a combined three and eight at home in the playoffs since Mike Vick and Atlanta Falcons went in there in 2002 to, to mm-hmm. beat them. So people aren't really afraid of them uh, in Green Bay, but they put some monstrous numbers up this year, and two things mm-hmm. may be an issue. Green Bay doesn't mind giving up 100-plus yards on the ground so they can do that to DeMarco and still score points against you. So it's going to be up to Tony Romo. Is he going to be able to go to Green Bay, play well, <laughs> and, 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 and lead this Cowboys team to a victory? It's a possibility. Hell no. It's, it's time for me to call. I, I, I actually called Green Bay to win it all back in August. Okay. The way Dallas has looked this year, I'm I'm actually kind of scared. Uh, no, don't be scared, bro. We don't want Dallas in the championship game. We don't want them there. Okay? SOS. We don't want the Cowboys there. <laughs> we don't want them there. I don't want them there. It is scary because if they make it to the championship game, we already know that they're not really necessarily afraid to go to Seattle. Mm-mm. They've done it already. They've done it yeah, already, exactly. but, but that was a, 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 a different Seattle team. That that Seattle team looks a whole lot different than what they look right now. Even with that said, I still think that Green Bay uh, uh, takes it to Dallas, and they, they win by at least 10. All right, Chris, you're up, bro. You got it. All right. I'm going to uh, – I'll start with the, the Denver um, Colts game. I think yes, I just want to see that. I want to see what Peyton Manning looks like. I mean, I believe that Denver will take care of Indianapolis with no problem. In fact, I hope Indianapolis shows up because the defense – I mean, I think after having a week off, they're going to be ready. You know, Marcus Ware is older. 
he's going to be ready now. You know, they, their defense right. is going to be ready. You know, all the injuries they had, they'll be. I need to see what the offense looks like. And I agree mm-hmm. that uh, I mean they got a good running game now. I haven't seen a lot of offense come from um, the Colts. You know, I mean, uh, even I know they they beat um, the Bengals this past weekend, but I need to see more from them. I don't think I'm gonna see it. So I'm. I know so Denver's gonna probably take care of that one real easily. I just want to see what Peyton Manning looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The other AFC game. <clears throat> Um, I, I actually see the Patriots going ahead and taking care of business. I mean, they look different. Okay. They look like they're on a mission this year. Um, the Ravens have not been consistent. Um, I want right. to say that they already just played. They just played their championship game when they beat the Steelers because it took everything they had to do that. You know, um, so I, I do think that the Patriots will take care of that. And yeah, Gronkowski's back, but they just seem like um, the last few weeks they looked like they were on a mission. Uh, even though they lost to um, was it the Jets the last the last game, they mm-hmm. already are look they were already looking ahead to what their mission was, and they're very well coached on on the field and off the field. So they're going to take care of. Um, I, I may not even watch that game. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I may not even bother. I just might just wait the sports to come on just to tell me. Um. I think I would have rather have seen the um, uh, the Cardinals play the, um, the Seahawks because the Seahawks, I mean, those boys look bad. Those look, boys look real good, you know, coming down the stretch mm-hmm. the last few weeks. You know, I, I'm afraid for anybody that plays them right now because, I mean, yeah, yeah for most of the season they looked like they were just kind of coasting. But they, you know, the last few weeks they have looked really good. And, um yeah, the fan base. I I agree with you, Dwayne. The fan base in Carolina, which you know, all over Facebook, was were happy and talking. The women talking about how good Cam Newton looks, and you know, them winning the game. Is <laughs> that another thing? They about to get, they're gonna get money. Up, I mean, the yeah. thing is with, with um, they're about to get money. With the watch. Cardinals, we knew that you know, with them working with a third string quarterback, at some point that that shit was gonna 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 come back to Doc. You know, we had we yeah. knew that that had to happen sooner or later. You know, and right. you know, let's give it to them. You know, they played well with the hands that they were dealt. And you know, when they we talking sixty and seventy yards, I mean, that's pedestrian. You know, for any NFL team to get in a whole entire game. But again, we knew that the that the um, the Roosters were going to come home to roost at some point in time, whether it was this last weekend yeah. or this next weekend. They yeah. weren't going to make it to the Super Bowl. You know, so. <sighs> It's probably better that we we get. I think it causes more drama to see this sub five hundred team, you know, that one mm-hmm. division go because they're gonna get their ass kicked, you know. Yeah. And I agree. You know, just, just by the way um, the um, the Seahawks have been playing their games recently, you know, it's gonna be a really methodical butt whipping. Is what's gonna happen, you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 Cam Newton's gonna get frustrated and he's gonna give them the ball several times. I mean, they may actually blow them out, and it's not going to be because they were trying. It's going to be because that because the the um, the Carolina Panthers helped them. But it, it, yeah. it's going to be methodical. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be surgical. Um, right. The Cowboys game. That's the one. Again, I'm intrigued also by this 
with this one because of the simple fact that we're looking at, you know, yeah, 8-0 at home versus 8-0 on the road. We're looking at that. But here's the thing. The difference between if, if the if the Cowboys get behind, and yep. it's a hundred, it's entirely possible with Aaron Rodgers. You know, all he, if he throws two touchdowns, the Cowboys are behind. This defense got exposed on Sunday, mm-hmm. on the in the first right. half. They got exposed for what they were because the whole the the whole game plan for the whole entire season has been uh, run the ball to keep the defense off the field for as long as possible because defense can play good in spurts, but if you if you keep them on the field long enough, they're gonna they're gonna screw up. We saw that last weekend during the first half. Okay, this is not the Lions that they're coming up to play. Okay, this is not the Lions' conservative offense that they're coming to play. All right. right. So if they get behind early, you know, and if they and if they try to run the ball, guess what Aaron Rodgers is going to do? We're going to throw another Jordy Nelson. We're going to find you another touchdown. Pass interference call. Right. We'll get called. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, they will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, despite what you know, Green Bay may have looked like in the playoffs. This is not your average playoff. I mean, this is. I, I think um, I'm. <laughs> I'm picking Green Bay by by you know by at least ten on this one, and okay. it'll be over by the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll be over shot. by the third like quarter. That. Yeah. Okay. All right, fellas. Good analysis. Now, this is how I see things. I kind of agree with you guys for most of the games, by the way. I'm going to start with my beloved AFC. Um, I agree that the, that Denver should take care of this against the Colts. I think, you know, we all used to tease, well, still tease that Tony Romo is an accident waiting to happen. Mark Sanchez is an accident waiting to happen in Philadelphia and in the Jets way back when. I think in the playoffs, especially when it comes to crunch time, I think that Andrew Luck the past few couple of seasons was an accident when it happened. Remember that game when he played against Kansas City, where Kansas City ultimately blew the, the second half of the game? Bill was a turnover machine. He's been a turnover machine all year. I forget how yeah. many interceptions off the top of my head. I think he had 17 interceptions. Now, Greg, he's a good young quarterback. He's a starter making, but he can be an accident when it happens. That's just mm-hmm. proven. And against a seasoned veteran like Peyton Manning, who could pick any defense to heart, okay? Mm-hmm. And the fact that play in Denver, Denver's on a mission. Denver got embarrassed for that in curb stomp in the Super Bowl last year against, against the Seahawks. They've been on a mission all year. And granted, they haven't looked the best at times, but I think this is, this is the game where it comes together and they'll show the world and show the Patriots, to be honest with you, that we're ready to come back to it, if that makes any sense. So I don't think there'll be a blowout, but I think they'll win by double digits. They'll be in Denver, that is. I, I think that they'll win by double digits. Um, now, this is a game that I think I disagree with you brothers on. I said before the playoffs started on Facebook, when people thought it was nuts, that the winner of the Baltimore Ravens Pittsburgh Steelers game is going to make some serious noise in the AFC playoffs. I said it then, and I still believe it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that the NFL playoffs is all about matches. You know, and the thing is that if you look at the teams on paper, Baltimore and New England, if you look at the past three times they play in the playoffs, all at New England's place, um, 
Baltimore just matches up with them very well. They just do. Hmm. They they match up them with them very well. Now, granted, the big the the, the, the uh, big gray rock. Okay, he's back and stronger than ever. He wasn't like that at the previous three meetings per se. I'm just saying that Baltimore is not scared of them. They're not scared no. of them. They're one of the few teams who are just like bring it on. We ain't, we're not afraid to have him to go up to Foxborough, take on pretty boy Tom Brady. So it's like, next, if, he, if he'll, he'll tell anyone who, who puts a mic in his face that he hates Tom Brady, he hates the Patriots, that they said they're a sham organization, and that they're looking, that, that he's looking his chops when to, to put his hands on Tom Brady. That's the way the rest of those boys feel. Baltimore is full of rough riders, is what I'm trying to say. They're full of rough riders. <laughs> they, they really are. They're full of rough riders. I mean, and the, you know, and the thing is, is that they did it to the former big brothers of Pittsburgh Steelers last week, okay, and they're going to do it again. I think they're going to go into New England and beat them. They will beat New England this this weekend, and that will become the biggest Ravens fan ever because I just cannot stand Tom Brady taking that much. I really can't. Okay, but in all seriousness, I think Baltimore's. Like I said, they're not afraid of New England. I think they're going to go up there and they'll win. I, mean, I think they win by six. I think they win by six points. Joe Flacco is a different quarterback in the playoffs. Yes, sure, he they, is. He stuck it up near the end of the season against Cleveland, especially against Houston when they got smacked around by the Texans. But mm-hmm. he's been money. Say what you want to about him, but he's been money in the playoffs, and I think he's going to go on another run again. I mean, it's just no killing those these cats. So, I, I, I basically had the Ravens beating the Patriots. That's that with that. Um, as far as the NFC goes, let's just start with the game that should be the most embarrassing of the weekend. Carolina saw so much trash. Well, scratch that. They talk more than trash. They just talk shit. They talk so much shit about wanting to face Seattle. Yeah, we want to face Seattle. Yeah, we want to play the best and be the best, blah, blah, blah. Don't you don't you think that Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, uh, um, Beast Mode himself, Marshawn Lynch, and the mouth of the south well, the mouth of the south sort of, and and uh, Richard Sherman is hearing all those things. Don't you think those cats are hearing everything what the Panthers are saying? They got to go yeah. to the twelfth man, to Seattle, to face the defending Super Bowl champions. Sure, they played the, the they being the Panthers played the Seahawks tough the past couple. of times that they played, because they actually do match up kind of well on paper. They both mm-hmm. like to run the ball. They both like to play strong defense. That being said, guys, this is going to be a curve stop. This, scratch that. This won't be just a curve stop. <laughs> this is going to be a violation. This, this, the Seahawks are going to snap those guys around. It's going to be embarrassing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hide my head. I'm going to be in the field position because I know, I know that um, – I'm thinking about the wire references here for a minute. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that the Seahawks that would be the, the take on the form of a of a uh, Avon Barksdale. It's going to kick fat ass. It's going to kick. It's going to. It's going to start kicking down fat ass Pop Joe when he's crawled up on the ground, just stomping the mess out of that of of a uh, Pop Joe. Pop Joe being the Panthers. So <laughs> you know. So. So basically, if if, if Avon Barksdale can beat down Prop Joe, that's why I think this is going to end up. I know I just 
butcher totally butchered that wild reference, but just know this. This is not going to be a close game at all. This is going to be – this is going to be – I'm just going to pray for the Panthers. I'm going to be praying for the fans and be praying for the coaches. <laughs> I'm going to be praying for Cam Newton's, Newton's safety. Those guys are going to come after those cats, and it's not going to be close. You know what? If, you know, I have my ass the other week on my blog. If, if there was the ass if this is a regular season game, this would be it. I think that the score – I don't think the game would be over 20 points. I'd be shocked mm. if they score if they're within 15 mm. uh, of the Seahawks. I don't see I, it's going to be ugly, fellas. It's it's press press going to the Panther Nation. I know they're going to keep pounding, but I'm going to play for y'all because you guys are about to get uh, what's the word I want to use? I don't want to say murder, but violent. You guys are going to get you guys are going to be send send on several times. So, prayers to Panther Nation. Going to need. As far as the Panther, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Cowboys game goes. I know that the Cowboys are undefeated on the road. They're undefeated on the road for a reason. Because, granted, because frankly, they don't, they don't, they do not have a home field advantage in that big ass stadium they play in. Right. Um, you know, I mean, it's this. You know, what's messed up when you when they're playing the Washington Redskins. You hear a lot of cheering from the Redskins when they do something good, <laughs> you know, on national television. I, I still think back to a couple of year, a couple of years ago during uh, RG3's rookie year when they played them on Thanksgiving, and yeah. you know when 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 RG3 just dazzled, dazzled, dazzled all over the place on Dallas. Yeah, I heard all yeah. those cheers. I looked at my boy, like like, like my brother who was watching with me. He grew up in the Washington D.C. area. So, of course, he was happy that team was winning, but we were both shocked at the fact that all these Redskins fans were allowed in the building. That never happened at Texas Stadium. That never no, happened at rare. Texas Stadium. Never happened at Texas Stadium. So, I, I understand why the Cowboys are undefeated on the road. It's probably because they feel like they play all 16 road games. But having said all that, Green Bay is also aiding their home for a reason. That bad man, I'm quoting Stephen A. Smith, the bad man, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I mean to your point, uh, uh, Dwayne, averaging 40 points a pop at home, there's no way that Dallas is going to hang with that. I know that Dallas is on a magical ride. I know that, you know, they have studs all over the place on offense. I know they have DeMarco Murray. I know that Brian is a man child. I know that um, – uh, uh, Jason um, Witten is by Old Faithful. Um, and Tony Romo is a very good quarterback. He's a top, frankly, the top seven quarterback in this league. However, their defense is suspect. Hell, I, yeah. I mean, Green Bay's defense is suspect as well, but the fact that they're playing in Green Bay, the fact that Detroit was able to expose Dallas' alleged defense in the first half, don't you think that Aaron Rodgers might, might have looked at that tape of what Detroit did to him in the first half and just saying, He was looking at his oh, lips. Damn. Yeah, he's looking at his lips. He's looking at his fingers. He's mapping up the plate. Eating all the chicken off the bone. He's doing it all. That <laughs> is doing it all. He's going he's gonna to call those cats up in Dallas. It's, it's going to be crazy. But I will say this. It's going to be competitive because Dallas is a different team this year. I will give you all that. I will give any Cowboys fan that. Mm-hmm. But Aaron Rodgers is a different dude now. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is 
is doing this thing. Green Bay is actually playing – the defense is playing better. I just like Green Bay by a touchdown in this game. So, that's, that's how – that's how, so, basically, my final four in the NFL would be uh, Baltimore at Denver in the AFC, followed by Green Bay at Seattle in the NFC. Two great games, and I'm uh, looking forward to it. So, we all love NFL, but college football is winding down. Um, probably should love college football first, but but uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> anything that jumped out at y'all, I'll start with with, with, with the Wayne on this. As in regards to what happened during the college football playoff semifinals, anything that kind of shocked y'all? No, a few things that shocked me, but let's say you. Oh, okay. I, I, okay. Yeah. yeah uh, I guess I'll go ahead and start. That's fine. Yeah. Um, the, all of the scoring, that's what I'm shocked by. I wasn't shocked right. by the scoring by Oregon. I actually kind of called that. I, I had a feeling that Florida State would have issues keeping pace with Oregon. And the fact that I, I, thought, it, I thought it would actually start out quicker uh, for Oregon than what it did. For that game to be 25-20 to 20 entering the third quarter, you know, it was a lot closer than what I was expecting, and I, and I was shocked that Florida State could keep pace. But yeah. it, 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 when the doors blew off, the doors blew off. Uh, that FSU offense, they looked like they were trying entirely too hard to to, to, uh, to stay pace with that Ducks offense, and it, it was just too much for them. But – I actually turned off, and I'm ashamed to say this, I actually turned off the Alabama-Ohio State game because of the way that it started. What? It won the six. Yes, I did. I was watching. I just finished watching the, the, the Oregon-Florida State game with my son and saw how much of a blowout that was. And then the Alabama-Ohio State game started out 21-6, to six, and I looked at him and said, want to watch the Golden Child? Because you've never seen it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> watch Golden Child. So we watch Golden oh, Child. The movie goes off. You know, he's been, he's, we've been watching a lot of Eddie Murphy comedies recently. Golden Child, Train okay. Places, Coming to America. He's getting his black passport stamps right now. So we we working on that right now. He, he's getting it stamped up pretty good. But oh, we, we turn off the movie. Game comes back. We turn the game back on. And I'm shocked that Ohio State, is now up forty-two to thirty-five, and is trying to figure out what in the hell happened. Mm-hmm. Scott, you and I uh, both, both talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yes, when, we did. Yes, we did. When when we talked about how uh, people questioned Cordell Jones and his ability, when Urban Meyer said that he was as good as, if not better than their original starter, mm-hmm. and he's played extremely well against Wisconsin and Alabama, and and, and I was thoroughly shocked that, one, he was capable of doing so, and, two, that the the the, uh, the Buckeyes were able to turn it around as quickly as they did. So those those are the yeah. two things I think that stood out most to me was the the, the amount of scoring by the four teams. Right. You know, um, yeah. being from – Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Scott. No, 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 you go ahead. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to start the opposite way. Uh, because I, I had no, I, I believed, you know, that Oregon was going to win their game. Um, I didn't when I didn't have a doubt that they were going to win. Um, I thought that Florida State, with the way they've been playing, you know, and and just 
eking out wins, you know, just barely, you know, catching this one and needing a couple of breaks. I said, you know what, <clears throat> that can't, that's not going to fly against Oregon because Oregon doesn't play like that. Mm-hmm. So I was not surprised by the, um, and I wasn't surprised by the scoring either because that's what Oregon has been done, been doing you know, all year long. So um, hats off to Florida State for their attempt to stay, you know, to to win. But, you know, there's no way, unless they had a good game towards the end of the season that made them look dominant, there was no way. Um, mm. Now, the the Alabama, I, I believe that Alabama was overrated um, for for the last part of the season, you know, because I didn't mm-hmm. really see them looking good. Um, yeah, I didn't see it, you know, and just looking at um, being here, you know, we're faced with what, looking t- at TCU and Baylor and all this other kind of stuff. I didn't, I thought that Alabama was forced to be number one, and they played like it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ohio State, I also didn't know that at the time that they be- – I didn't know that they needed to be – ranked as high as they were. It looked like they slipped in there. But to have a third-string quarterback look as good as he did, um, yeah, I think this is – I'm looking forward to this game. You know, I do believe that, you know, with the playoff format, I kind of wish they could put more teams in it. But, <laughs> oh, God. you know, if we if we think about it, you know. Um, <laughs> But even oh, with the God. way it's set up now, the two teams that are playing weren't deemed to be important enough. You know, they were they were ranked lower. You know, they weren't mm-hmm. deemed important enough to to play for a championship. Now here they are. Okay, so right. Um, I can't wait till Monday. <laughs> this is the first time I look forward to watching the national championship game. I can't wait. wait. Can't wait to yeah. see. It. I think I think a lot of cats feel the same way. I mean. I was a I'll, I'll say this I was an old school knuckleheaded BCS guy for a long time. I mean I I'll say this I always championed I championed like a plus one with the BCS. In other words, like have the top fourteen, you know, let, let everything play out. If, especially if you know if if you have years where you know you have like difficulties determining the top two teams. And just let let the top four teams play each other in the BCS and figure it out. I've always been a proponent of that. But having said all that, this was probably the most exciting season of college football in recent memory, if not mm-hmm. ever. I mean, I mean, if you, the, 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 the standards when the college football playoff standards came out week after week after week in the middle of the season, people were all like, like people were like on oh, pins and needles. I mean, you've never seen that in college football before. You've never seen that, and the fact that it was such a success, you know, I mean, if it was the old BCS, the two teams that were playing for the national championship would have been the ones that were eliminated, Florida mm-hmm. State and Alabama. So this is why the playoff, in this case, for the top four teams, was such a good thing. Because you got two teams playing for all the marbles who are simply the better teams who wouldn't have had a chance to play. Now, here's the one thing that stuck out for me. Well, first of all, let's just start with the Florida State-Oregon uh, game. Mm-hmm. It was a game until Florida State started start turning over the ball. Yeah, that, That's what happened. And also, I don't know if you guys remember the first type of Florida State was down 8-3. to three. And uh-huh. when they had a fourth and one at the goal line and they couldn't cash it in, I was yeah. like, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. 
because they left points on the board. You cannot leave mm-hmm. points on the board against Oregon. You cannot do mm-hmm. that. And and last I said, Oregon has, was not the most imposing team defensively. Well, they got all that talent. They could have done. They, they, I mean, they could have like sent. Uh, what's, his, what's his name? Uh, 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 um, Cook. That, that, uh, like that Cook kid around left in to the play action to Nickel Leary, the all-world tight end they have. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they blew that. And as soon as when they came away empty, I was like, oh, it's over. I knew it was like early in the first quarter. But you can't leave points on the board against Oregon. And no. Especially since Marcus Barrella didn't have the burst, but didn't have the best first half in the world either. So they felt that they'd be in Florida State to, felt to take advantage of Oregon sputtering out of, the, out of the box, if you will, and failed to make it competitive. And they, and they caught some deal and tried so hard in the, in the second half. That's when the wheels fell off. As soon as that Cook kid started throwing the ball twice, then it, mm. it, it became contagious. The receivers were kind of turned over the ball. Defense didn't play well. James Winston had the fumbles of all fumbles. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, which had spawned memes everywhere. So, I mean, I mean, granted, you got to say something about Florida. There is something to be said of Florida State winning 29 straight games, having two conference titles and a national title to boot. But it had, they had no business being on the same field as Oregon. I mean, Oregon, <laughs> Oregon is a different. It's a different type of squad, but I never seen anything like that. And I was so wrong about Oregon. So, Oregon Ducks fans, listen, I apologize. To my brother-in-law who tried to tell me otherwise, I apologize to him. And last night, least, Wayne, we tried to talk serious to my stupid ass about Oregon, I apologize to you. I was totally wrong about that. Totally wrong I, I, about that. But you know what, Scott? There was something that you yes, pointed sir. out to me weeks ago that I, I, yes. I had to look up before I called in tonight. Remember how you pointed out the fact that FSU played nine teams with top 50 defenses during the season? Yes, sir. I did. Oregon? 84th in the nation before that game. So it was a situation where Oregon was going to play uh, a L.A. Laker fast break offense and dare you to keep up. And the one scary thing is, even though a lot of people haven't realized it, Ohio State can score a lot of points too. Yes. Oregon thinking of Ohio State. Yes, yeah, so speaking of a house, sorry, sorry, Dwayne. So, so speaking of a house, I will get to some real quick. That's fine. I did not see that coming. I did not see that. I did not see that shit coming at all. I was stunned. I was totally, totally stunned. That's <laughs> why I turned it off. I mean, I mean, I was stunned. I thought uh, twenty-one to six. I would say this. I was still watching this, but because I, I, I won the that Nick Saban and Urban Meyer matchup, like those two cats playing chess. Uh, against each other, uh, or like, uh, like on the sidelines. At 21-6, to six, I'm like, okay, Alabama has this one in the back. If they if they catch, if they get some more points, it's over. Because I, I didn't mm-hmm. see Ohio State coming from behind at what, at, at, in the Superdome, which is virtually the Christmas Tide's backyard. Yeah. But, but that, that, it's something to be said about Ohio State. It's something to be said. Nick, I mean, I don't like Urban Meyer personally. I think he's a sleeve bad, but I but the man can coach. The man can just fly out coach. And we have all three quarterbacks showing out all season. I mean, you know, I mean, granted, like um, Braxton Miller showed out last year. He got hurt. 
Then he had his a freshman, J.T. Barrett, showed up before he got hurt against Michigan. And now he had this kid, Cardell, what's his name, Cardell Jones? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a second, a third-string quarterback showing out like he, like, like he did against uh, Wisconsin, and then against, uh, against Alabama at the Superdome? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's culture. That, that's mm-hmm. culture. That's straight-up culture. And you got to give – I got to give Urban Meyer props to that. He's a damn good coach. He just is. I can't deny him that. I can't deny him that. And there's one more thing, guys. This is one more nugget I would throw at y'all. You can do with this as, as, as you wish. Better be a good nugget, man. How about – well, how about if the SEC coming up a little bit small? A little, a little bit small? small. <laughs> we got small pumped up so big all season long. <laughs> all season long, we had. To oh get God! What a what happened? What a disappointment! What a disappointment! They didn't even show me TCU. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, TCU curve stop in Mississippi, and Georgia Tech of all the Georgia Tech, Georgia yeah. Tech yeah. going all over Mississippi State like that. Who? What in the world? What? The option. <laughs> what? The option is tough to defend, baby, if you don't see it all year. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, my God. Did you see that juke move that the, that the quarterback put on, uh, George Hicks quarterback put on uh, one of those Mississippi State defenders in the open field and scored a touchdown off of that? It was a thing of beauty. It was a thing mm. of beauty. I, I, I was watching that, and I was watching I was monitoring Twitter, right, because I tend to do that when I watch sports. And <laughs> – and and I I noticed that from Bamati Jones to a lot of the North Carolina based sports writers, sports personalities, having a mock chant of SCC, SCC, that was hilarious. That that's when you know. <laughs> when other cats in ACC country are mocking you, that's when you know. <laughs> that's when you know that you're not doing but so well for yourself. That's that 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 was that was that was something to behold. I've never seen, I've never seen the SEC, the powers of the SEC, come up so small in such so many big spots like that. I mean, LSU losing to Notre Dame, Notre Dame, really? Notre Dame, exactly. They lost to Notre Dame. (laughs) Come on now, the same Notre Dame team that got curb stomped and and, and, at at the college against USC, they lost those cats. Okay. All right. Notre Dame was the equivalent of Sinbad. (laughs) (laughs) Think about it. They were hot. He was real hot up until they played Florida State. And next thing you know, they disappeared. And all of a sudden, at the end, they come right back. He's like, yo, where you been? Oh, man. And even though you're still around. Really, Notre Dame? Uh, Nice Sinbad reference, by the way. Nice Sinbad reference. Um, But, yeah, that's that's what stuck out me. Now I'll say this. I'm not going to be one of those stupid cats who's going to go on and say that the SEC has been usurped, you know, they're not going to be back. As long as those cats are still located where they're, they're all located and the most federal recruiting bands of high school talent in the country, they'll still mm-hmm. be around. Let's yeah. be perfectly clear about it. Let's be clear about that. They'll still be around. they got the recruiting yeah. in the backyard, picking other people from other places. They'll be fine. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. The last couple of years, particularly this past year, it hasn't looked good for the SEC. That's what I'm going to say. Nah. 
I'm going to say. Especially when everyone was touting, oh, yeah, we need to have more teams in the playoff because the SEC is going to take all the spots. Exactly. Really? They, they had yeah, one, and they didn't bullshit. lose. They didn't I think we proved that bullshit, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I think we proved that Now, I, do, I will ask this question about the committee, um, yes, sir. the Condi committee. Um, I, I still I still wonder what they're using to pick the teams. Yeah. All right. Because are they using the? I mean, are they using <laughs> metrics? Are they using the eye test? Because let's be real. Um, yes, sir. We would. I, I, okay, granted, you know we're all happy with the way the playoff system looked this year, but right. Uh, TCU, um, they should have been in there somehow. I mean, one of those four teams should have been knocked out to let TCU mm. in. You know, I think they should have been in over Baylor. Um, and it, we just thought we saw why in the final bowl games, you know, mm-hmm. TCU has moved. You know, fortunately they they moved to the Big Twelve, so now they have a chance to get into some of these games because in years past they were in the wrong conference. You know, even though they deserved right, to be there. Right. Yeah, exactly. But you know, and too many factors it would have taken in order for them to play. But I mean, yeah. they need they should have been there this year. I thought they played really well, and just for for one lost team. You know they play really well, and they proved it that you know they're in their bowl game. You know we should have been there. You know, so that, I'm just gonna say that that you know we missed that they the the committee missed on TCU this year. But you know what, Chris, we kind of talked about it uh, the week before the the, the bowl games actually started, uh, Scott and I. And there was one mm-hmm. thing I said, and a lot of people kind of you know looked at me funny when I said it. TCU should have been in instead of Florida State. Thank you. Regardless, regardless Thank of the you, fact man. that Florida State was last year's champion, yes, I said it, last year's champion, not defending champion. <laughs> and regardless of the fact that they were undefeated, and yes, Scott, I know they pay, they faced some tough defenses. I just wasn't impressed <laughs> by the way that they beat the teams in which they did in order to Thank stay you. undefeated. Yeah, they were undefeated. They just didn't impress me in doing so. I I, no. I I I know what they did. I I understand it, but it just wasn't that impressive. And I saw TCU as being a stronger team than they. Now, mind you, had FSU played Alabama, I don't think one blows out the other, and it probably would have been a competitive game. I truly can't say who would have won between those two. But sure. by putting those two t- teams, in the situations in which they were, it kind of exposed both programs by by mm-hmm. for, for what people thought they were this past season. Yeah, and, and it shows how strong TCU actually was this year, and why they should have been in rather than one of those two. Hmm. So, and we you know the what? thing is, you know, you, we're having the yes, same sir. conversation we would have been having if this was a BCS. You know, yeah. a good team got left out. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I agree with everything you said because just looking at the lot again, I, I still believe that they forced uh, Alabama to be number one. Cause I didn't think they should have had their ranking when they got it. That's just my opinion. But um, we're having the same conversation, even though we're very pleased with what's going on. Um, they still, they still missed. They still missed a good team. Yeah, because yeah. what TCU blows. Whoever they play out the fact the last week, regardless of how strong or how weak they were, they blew them out. Baylor blew yeah, out right. whoever they beat there last week. 
Ohio State blew out Wisconsin, mm-hmm. but only one of the three moves up. And, and, and Florida State barely gets by Georgia Tech, but Squeak you know, and Oregon blows out Arizona. <laughs> yeah, so you know, and I'm like, yeah, this doesn't look right, but you know, no. it is what it is. I, I understand why they did it, but it, it just was a punk move, in my opinion, to put TCU up in the top four and then to right. pull it out of them. And, and you know, Scott, now we've talked about this before. Regardless if the Big 12 has a championship game or no, yes, one of the Power Five is always going to be left out. Right. So that's 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 right. always going to be the situation. One of the Power Five is always going to be left out, and it's going to be rare that two teams from one conference makes it in, unless a, a team in a power conference that's that's not a traditional, aka Alabama, Florida State, uh, LSU. You know, Oregon, those teams, Stanford, uh, uh, maybe even the USC. If those teams aren't the champion in their conference, say, say like Arizona wins the Pac-12, mm-hmm. then two teams from another conference get in. In my opinion, that's the way I see it. Right. And it's probably going to end right. up being two uh, SEC squads, but that's another conversation for another day. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's why they won more than eight, more than four teams. So who do you have in the who's say take who do you have taking all? I, I think I have Oregon taking it all. I don't see anybody stopping mm-hmm. Oregon. Doing. So yeah. what say you guys? I was I was leaning Oregon until I discovered the fact that Ohio State can score a lot of points too. And and being that Oregon doesn't have a a, a relatively tough defense. Right. It's going to be a close one. I'm 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 looking for both teams to score in the 40s in this one. But I I uh, man, it's kind of hard to pick against. Excuse me, against Oregon. It's kind of tough to pick against Ohio State. Looking at the adversity that they've gone through over the past couple of games that they've played, but I'm I'm still looking at the Ducks. It's, it, but it's going to be a close one though. Yeah, I'm you know gonna what? I pick Oregon too. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll see anybody stopping them. I, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, you know, Mariota, Mariota in that offense. I just don't see any. I don't see no one has stopped the all, offense all year. No. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, one team did, but that was only because the Angels out Arizona early in the season. But um, I don't see no one really has stopped Oregon at full strength all year. No one has, and I don't think it's going to start in the title game. I think mm-hmm. Oregon. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Father was going to probably win by ten or twelve points. I, I, I think that they'll actually do work on Ohio State, and and you know just take it home from there. But I mean, regardless, it's been a great year. Believe it or not, for the Big Ten, and <laughs> no one saw that coming before the bowl season. And no. you know now the Big Ten has a chance to. To stick up a burger middle finger at the rest of the college football world and just say, hey, you know, especially given like Jim Harbaugh's coming in to coach the, the Wolverines, say, hey, we're going to be on the scene for a while and we're mm-hmm. not going anywhere. But again, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Oregon, which should be, like I said, a competitive game, I think it'll be a 10 to 12 point differential between the two teams. And that will be that. So. Mm-hmm. It was been fun. It's been a fun football season, right? Hey, guys, fun football, college football season, and now we're in a fun uh, NFL season. So, 
Here's to the rest of the NFL playoffs. Here's to the national championship that we're finally going to play off. Glory, glory, hallelujah. And um, <laughs> let's just see what happens. So thanks again, guys. I know you've done it on the uh, short notice, I, I, as, as in like, earlier this afternoon, <laughs> to do the podcast <laughs> this evening. But um, I appreciate you guys as always. Thanks a lot. No problem. Thank you, Scott. And real quick, Scott, I don't know if you've heard or yes, not, uh, on the HBCU uh, front real quick. Yes, sir, please. The MEAC, it looks like they're going to be pulling out of the FCS playoffs starting next year, and they will be doing a bowl game at the end of the year against the SWAC. Huh? Yes, so that's, 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 so that's official. That's official now. Well, it's official on the MEAC side. I've heard word from a reporter down in Tallahassee that uh, the yes, MEAC has already confirmed that it's going to go down. They're waiting on the SWAC. But in past years, the SWAC has always been interested in doing it. It's always been the MEAC that's been a little reluctant. So it looks like that this is going to be a go. I don't know if wow. they're going to allow any of their teams to participate in the playoffs and they just send one team to this bowl game or not. That is something I'm still investigating as of right now. But it looks like there will be another all-black bowl game at the end of the year for football. There you go. And ESPN, I, I think ESPN is going to be broadcasting the game. Is that still the case? I don't doubt it. I don't, I don't think of anyone else that would be uh, – well, I know some people who will be willing to cover it, but I don't, I don't think anyone else is going to be big enough to cover it. So it looks like it's going right. to be an ESPN thing. Yeah, I think it's an ESPN thing. So that should be interesting. ESPN loves some HBCUs, which is, who, who, I mean, which is a good thing. But, yeah. you know, it, 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 it kind of like, uh, wow, that's going to be quite different. And we'll see. We'll definitely have another podcast about that. So maybe get my, my our guy, Pete Dukes, on that. But anyway, Great. have a good night, fellas. And um, you do the same. enjoy. All right. All right. Peace out. <laughs> All right, so that's those are my guys, Chris Bupay and Dwayne Nash on it down talking some football and everything. It should be a very good title game. Uh, again, I don't see anybody stepping to Oregon, even though Ohio State's been a great story, even though Urban Meyer, questionable guy, but great coach, uh, is in the title game, which will be. Well, wouldn't that be something if, the, if Ohio State were to pull that off? That would be crazy. That would be insane. And I can hear all the Ohio State mongrels going on right now, screwing some fraternity brothers of mine that will go name, that will shall remain nameless. But anyway, but here's to Dallas losing to Green Bay in the in the divisional round, but and 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 also New England going out, but. Even if those things do not happen, which I hope and pray that they that they do happen, but even if they do not happen, it's gonna be one hell of an NFL playoff weekend. Lots of good matches around, abound, and of course the college football championship should be a lot. Should be exciting. Anyway, thanks for listening to Scott Brooks, the Sound Hour. Sound off, oh six, and good night. <laughs>